Welcome to the Life Room Podcast. Real life, real Christians, real struggles. Our mission here is simple. Our desire is for everyone to understand how the Word of God is relevant to their lives. So each show, you will hear a short teaching followed by a brief discussion on how that teaching relates to you in your everyday life. So share with someone and allow God's Word to come directly into your living rooms, your cars, or maybe into your office. Welcome to the Life Room. So let's jump right into today's lesson. Acts chapter 16, verses 16 through 22 of the New Living Translation. Everyone won't celebrate your freedom. Acts chapter 16, verses 16 through 22 of the New Living Translation. It reads, One day, as we were going down to the place of prayer, we met a slave girl who had a spirit that enabled her to tell the future. She earned a lot of money for her masters by telling fortunes. She followed Paul and the rest of us shouting, these men are the servants of the most high God and they have come to tell you how to be saved. This went on day after day until Paul got so exasperated that he turned and said to the demon within her, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her and instantly it left her. Her master's hope of wealth were now shattered. So they grabbed Paul and Silas and dragged them before the authorities at the marketplace. The whole city is in an uproar because of these Jews, they shouted to the city officials. They are teaching customs that are illegal for us Romans to practice. First thing I need you to notice in verse 16 is Paul and Silas were on their way to prayer when they encountered an issue. The text lets us know that they were on their way to do God's work when they were met with an unclean spirit. Just because you're doing what you're supposed to be doing does not mean you will not encounter issues. Sometimes we get discouraged because we expect as long as we are doing what we are called to do, everything should be great and we should not encounter problems. However, that is not the case. The fact that we encounter issues is not necessarily evidence that you are not close to God as you should be. I have an issue with anyone who makes the suggestion that God is not with you because you encounter problems. Also in verse 16, it says that her having this unclean spirit benefited those who enslaved her. It says that she earned a lot of money for her masters. Be careful when your dysfunction profits others because oftentimes they will want to keep you in bondage so that you can continue to help them even when it's hurting you. And in verse 17, it says she followed them, being Paul and Silas, and what was interesting is that even with her unclean spirit, she knew the truth. So oftentimes we can know the truth but can have things in our lives that for whatever reason can be pulling us away from what we know to be the truth. This lady in verse 17 was shouting the truth, saying these men are servants of the Most High God, and they have come to tell you how to be saved. She was doing this while at the same time she was being pulled in a different direction by what was not the truth. And in verse 18, it says that this went on day after day until one day Paul got so exasperated with this demon in her that he decided to do something. 
Now, this scripture does not say that Paul decided to do something because God gave him instructions to speak to the evil, evil spirit. It says that he did it because he got tired of the enemy tormenting her, which suggests to me that Paul could have spoken to this demon a long time ago. But because it was not inconveniencing him enough, he allowed something to remain that could have been removed. Question for you. How many things that does not mean you no good? How many things that are detrimental to you? How many things that are not beneficial to you? Do you allow to remain in your life simply because it has not made you uncomfortable enough? No shade on Paul here, but Paul in this text represents us who so often have the ability to do something about our situations, but instead of acting, we just ignore it and hope that it will simply go away. The problem with this girl, though, is her issue was spiritual. Now, I'm a fan of Paul, so I reason that he may have been waiting on God to tell him to speak to this evil spirit. But what is demonstrated here is that you do not have to wait on God to instruct you to move what was never supposed to be in your life in the first place. Yeah, there are times absolutely when you should most certainly be waiting on God for directions, but then there are times when we should move and act instantly on the power that he has already given us. Stop waiting to receive wealth when the scripture indicates that he has given us the power to receive wealth. Get out here and use what God has given you. Another point I need to make to you on the day, get you some friends like Paul in your life who will only sit around for so long and watch you waste your gift away before they step in and command better for you. I need some people who when they see me walking down the wrong path, they won't hype me up, but will tell me that this is not the plan that God has for my life. And so after Paul becomes exasperated with this demon, frustrated with it, tired of it, he speaks to it and says, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. Although Paul was tired, he knew whose name held the power. He did not say, I'm tired of you, leave her alone. That would have not been good enough. The fact that he may have grown tired of seeing this girl not achieve everything she was capable of achieving would not have been good enough. Just because you care about someone may not be good enough. You have to speak with authority to that thing that is holding that person back. In the name of Jesus, the stone that the builders rejected. In the name of Jesus, the chief cornerstone. In the name of Jesus, the one who defeated death on the cross. I command you to come out of her. And it says that instantly it left her. God does not make this a process for her. He does it instantly. There are some things we play with that are too dangerous for God to allow it to be processed out of our lives. Sometimes God has to move suddenly. I don't know who this is for today, but there are some things that I know that you are waiting on God for and you need him to do it immediately. I hope that this text shows you that he can do just that. Speak to that thing that is ailing you and say in the name of Jesus, I command you to let go of your grip in my life. I take back every inch of authority I once gave you. But today you are evicted out of my life, out of my family's life, out of my friend's life. Yeah, because it's too serious for me to only be concerned about my family. This girl had no ties to Paul, but he grew tired of what the devil was doing in her life. 
Now in verse 13, we are approaching the subject. Because in 19, her master's hope of wealth were now shattered, it indicates. This girl was only good to them when she couldn't think on her own. She was only good to them when they could manipulate her and make her do what they wanted her to do. Be mindful of those in your life whose hope are built on what you can do for them. And so the text says that they grabbed Paul and Silas and dragged them before the authorities at the marketplace. And in verse 20, the girl master says to the authorities, the whole city is in an uproar because of these Jews. It's them that are upset, but they make it a bigger issue by saying it's not us. It's the whole city that is in chaos. We need to shut Paul and Silas down, not just for the sake of us, but for the city. Have you ever been around someone who when they don't like you, then they try to get other people not to like you also? Yeah, so they start a group chat on you, a social media post and begin tagging others about you. Well, let me encourage you for a quick second that greater is he that is within you than he that is in the world. Them that is in that circle. I don't care how great their influence may be. If God be for you, who can be against you? I'm convinced that too many of us are working to get in the good graces of the world when we should be seeking the grace of God. And in verse 21, watch the concern of the masters. They are teaching customs that are illegal for us Romans to practice, they said. This is good. Because they are not concerned that this girl is now free. She has been healed of her sickness. She is better. She now has mental clarity. She's happy. She's in a good place. She is no longer dependent on others for direction. They don't address this. Nah, they are not concerned with her freedom because they want to hold on to customs as the scripture indicates. Be careful that you don't allow a traditional mindset to override what the Holy Spirit wants to do in this next season. I know it's custom, but is it scriptural? I know it's tradition, but is it right? Sometimes we can allow our traditions to get in the way of the freedom Jesus gave his life for. Paul and Silas had a decision to make. Do I follow the customs and not say nothing to this demon and this girl? Because it's custom that when in Rome do as the Romans do. But here are two Jews who are out of their element. But they see something that needs to be addressed. And now they have a dilemma. Do I just turn my head and go about my business even though I know it's killing her? It, it has her bound. He can literally see previews of what she is capable of when she has her moments, when she ministers that these are the men of the Most High God. But then she goes right back to making money for her masters. I'm going to mess you up here. This girl had ministry in her even while Satan had his hands on her life. I'm going to say that again. This girl had ministry all over her life even while satan had his hands on her life and this is why the enemy was really so upset that she is now free because go back to her words in verse 17 she says they have come to tell you how to be saved <laughs> this is her assignment the enemy wants to cloud her vision so that she never fully realizes 
what her true master has in store for her to go and witness to those and let them know that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Listen, this message today ain't just for the saints. I need you to share this message with someone you know is struggling. Share it with someone who you know is battling addiction. Someone who you know knows a better way, but for whatever reason, right now, their mind, their mind appears to be clouded. Share this message with them, not so they feel bad, but so that they know that God still sees you. Even if you feel like you're far away, he still wants you. Even if you have left the church, he has not stopped calling you. And as your friend today, we will be like Paul. We have become exasperated with watching the enemy have control over your life. We have become tired of watching you underachieve because the enemy has your mind bound. Today, we will be like Paul. We will declare today in the name of Jesus Christ that you will do the work of the Lord. You will not be manipulated by your past. You will not be controlled by your fears. You will be free. But remember, everyone won't celebrate your freedom.